Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. I am so stoked to be back here with you today. And I honestly don't have an acronym to help you remember everything that I want to help you remember today. But when I was sitting and stewing and reflecting on what it was that I wanted to chat about with you today, I really just wanted to have like a one comprehensive episode where I could share with you some of the greatest parenting advice I've ever received, whether it was from a book, whether it was from one of my mentors, whether it was something that I thought of myself that's just become like one of the greatest hacks ever. I wanted to have one comprehensive place where I could just share all sorts of gems with you in hopes that it will help you, okay? I literally think I could do an episode, a long, like 20 to 30 minute episode on each of these seven things, but just to like give you a little taste, a little sprinkle, a little gem of all the things that have changed my life the most when it comes to motherhood, I wanted to put it all in one place. And some of these things I have done an entire episode around. So I invite you to go back and listen to those. I'll reference them here and let's just dive right in. Okay. So the first greatest tip I can give you as a mom, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There's a quote. I can't remember who it's by, but it says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Right. And I have flipped that on its head and instead say, don't ask what your kids need. Ask what makes you come alive because what your kids need is a mom who has come alive. Really, truly, this is probably the greatest parenting hack I can give anyone is not to lose yourself in motherhood. If you used to love art or dance or fitness or sewing or crocheting, or you've always had a desire to learn the piano, or you love speaking Spanish, or you love sewing clothes, or you love traveling, or whatever it is that you love, whatever you loved before you were a parent, do you make time to do that now? I really, really, truly believe that this is one of the biggest problems that we have in motherhood is that we, the answer to that is no, no, because I don't have time. I don't have time to do the things that I love anymore because I got a da, 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 right? But again, going back to the quote that I said earlier, don't ask what your kids need. Ask what makes you come alive because what your kids need is a mom who has come alive. There is a very, 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 very big difference in my motherhood, my attitude, my parenting 
on the days when I absolutely make time to fill my cup. And that looks all sorts of different ways. That looks like the miracle morning that I've referenced in my morning routine episode. That looks like exercise that I've talked about a million and a half times. That looks like sometimes I just need to take a nap that I've referred to a million times, right? Sometimes I just need a quiet moment to myself. Sometimes I want to listen to the songs that I want to listen to instead of the songs that you want to listen to. Sometimes I'm going to get a babysitter and I'm going to go get my nails done. Sometimes I'm going to get a babysitter and I'm going to go to a high fitness class that I want to go to. Sometimes I'm going to get a babysitter and I'm going to go on a date with my spouse. Or I'm going to ask someone in my family to watch my kids for several days so I can go on a retreat or go to a thing that I've earned or go on a trip for my business or whatever it is, right? Those things help me come alive. So therefore, when it is time to come home, whether it was date night or getting my nails done, or I went to a high fitness class, or I went on a trip, or I just took a nap by myself in my room for 22 minutes, right? I am alive again. I am alive again. And I am ready and willing to do all the monotonous tasks that are required of me as a mom because I took time to come alive. Okay. So that is the number one for a reason. You have got to find what makes you come alive and, and do more of it. Make time for it. Find time for it. Okay. Second greatest advice I can give you goes right hand in hand with that because maybe you're sitting here thinking like, okay, cool, that's all fine and good, but I don't live close to family. I don't know anyone. My husband's not supportive, blah, 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 right? Like you have all these things going in your head about all the excuses that that are standing in your way, right? And I'm a huge believer, like Bryn Mode is coming out at you right now. I am a huge believer in you can either be a victim or a victor, period. You are either whining and moaning about your life and your situations, or you are taking your situations and coming out victorious, right? There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are either one or the other. And so if you want to be stuck in this victim mode of like, oh, woe is me. I don't live by any family. I don't have anyone to help me. My husband works so much. I don't have... Okay, cool. Then you're going to live in that life. And you're not going to get anything out of what I say because you're just going to be offended. And, and okay, bye. You can go listen to a different podcast. Okay. See ya. I love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. I told you Bryn Mode is coming out. Or you can decide, no, like I have choice in this situation and I can choose to be the victor in this situation instead of being the victim. Okay. So... Maybe you don't live close to family. Maybe your husband works a ton or he's not very supportive of your hobbies. Maybe X, Y, Z, whatever, fill in the blank, okay? Can you do a playdate swap with another mom? Is there another mom in your neighborhood that you love, that you trust? Maybe you go to church together. Maybe you've seen her at the park a couple times. Maybe your next door neighbors. Maybe your kids go to school together. If you have built this relationship based on mutual trust, can you do swaps? Can you say to her, hey, I'll watch your kids for two hours this week so you can have some alone time to do whatever you want and we can do the opposite, right? You watch your, I'll watch your kids, you watch my kids, 
We'll each get two hours to ourselves this week and fill that two hours with whatever lights your soul on fire. Maybe you just need a nice long bath. Maybe you want a nap. Maybe you want to go get your nails done. Maybe you want a whatever, right? Two hours a week can absolutely be rejuvenating. Is that every single day? No, it's not. But two hours a week is absolutely rejuvenating. So find the creative ways to make it happen, right? That is free. And you can absolutely go and make friends. Does it require a little bit of trust? Yes, it does. Does it require a little bit of patience from you when you are watching their kids? Yes, it does. But I've actually found that those four hours, because it's two hours where I'm by myself and two hours where their kids are with me, I have found that even those two hours where their kids are with me, most of the time, I am still able to be productive around my house because my kids don't need me. It's special. It's new. It's unique. Where a friend is over at our house, they want to make the most of it. They want to play with them. So they leave me alone for the most part. I mean, I got to have a, you know, I got to be there. I can't like just, okay, bye. See you in two hours type thing. But they'll let me know if they need me. They'll let me know if they need my help. I can hear them if they're crying or somebody gets hurt. But for the most part, doing these swap things gives me really four hours a week. Two hours, absolutely 100% to myself and two hours where, okay, I'm not by myself, but I can accomplish things at home that I need and want to do, right? That light my soul on fire and that make me feel happy and fulfilled. So I want to invite you to do playdate swaps or if your family is close to you, utilize them. If your husband is supportive of you, if he doesn't work a lot of hours, if you have that great support system, utilize him. You don't have to do it all. There is no medal for doing it all. There is no reward for doing it all. So ask him for help. Ask him to do the grocery shopping. Ask him to take your kids to the doctor's office. Ask him to help you make dinner. Ask him to help you clean up. Did you listen to last week's podcast episode about parents and partners that I did with my spouse? Okay, yeah, cool. If you didn't, go listen to it. If you did, okay, cool. Then implement it. Let him help you because he is capable, right? Okay, that's number two. Greatest mom advice I could give, okay? Number three is to be flexible. Be flexible with your life and your time. It is amazing to me how many people that I speak to on a daily basis who, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But then I watch, <laughs> I watch them on their stories or we chat about, you know, what'd you do this week? Oh, nothing, you know. But then when we talk about making future plans or whatever, it's always, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I don't have time for that. No, I don't have time. I want you to sit down and really, truly look at your time. We all say the same things. Oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time, right? But what are you actually filling your time with? This concept was introduced to me by uh, the author who wrote Everything is Figure Outable. And she talks about how she wants you in the book to write down absolutely everything you're doing for a whole week and just, okay, whatever you need to do. I personally set an alarm for one hour from now, stop and write down in, in my note, notes app in my phone or in a journal or whatever, what did I do for the last hour? And it really, really helped me to like see all the ways in which I was wasting my time. 
And I very much remember my dad calling me when we very first moved here to Vegas and he asked me to do something for him. And in my head, I was like, no, dad, like I don't have time. I'm sorry, but I can do it tomorrow for you. And the reason was because my kids typically play really well by themselves from the hours of like nine to 11. And so that's when I would typically do a lot of my like busy work or phone calls or whatever. He needed me to make a phone call, but he called me at like 1230. And so I said, oh, nope, sorry, dad, I don't have time, but I can do it tomorrow. And it wasn't until much later that I realized that I was doing this and how stupid it was that I still have so much time. Yeah, sure, I'm Pacific time zone and some of these places that I need to call are Eastern time zone, but I have until two o'clock to call them. I can do it during nap time. I can do it once the kids wake up from nap time after I give them a snack. I can set them up with a game or some toy that they're enthralled with. I can sneak away for 10 minutes. Like I absolutely have time. And if, if I need it quiet, okay, cool. I just shared some ideas. And what about like, okay, this is Bryn getting into her coaching hatness. So many of my mama friends are like, I can't work out because my kid is just bugging me all the time and working out like and sitting on me and whatever that I, I want to ask what's wrong with that. Like, so what? So what? Your kid is bugging you all the time sure, maybe the first workout's going to be kind of terrible and you're going to have to pause a million and a half times. But what about the second workout? Are they going to start to get used to, whoa, mom's doing this thing now. What about the third workout? What about the fourth, right? So many people now see me with my five-year-old and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that he works out with you and whatever. But maybe what they don't realize because they haven't been following me for long enough is that I literally was working out when he was like three months old. And he has seen me work out every single day at home, every single day at home. So now, five years later, he joins, but there were so many days where I held him through my workout or I had to wake up super early so I could do it before he woke up or I had to push pause 400 times. And you know what? It's okay. It is okay. It is okay. And what habits am I ingraining into his little brain? Oh, exercise is important. Oh, exercise with mom can be fun. Oh, we can laugh together through this and have quality time and build relationships. And I can lay underneath mom while she does push-ups, and she'll kiss me a million times. Or I can have her hold me while she's doing jumping jacks and it'll just be hilarious, right? Like it's okay to make your life look a little different when you're introducing something new, when you're trying to build better, stronger habits. It's okay to throw off your groove and do something new, do something different. You don't have to have your kids asleep in your house spotless to be able to do anything productive. Okay. Your house can be a mess. Your kids can be awake and you can still make time for the things that you desire and want to do. And I'm really, really learning that, especially this week because I'm doing a a group right now with my customers and coaches all around this, where we picked eight habits that we want to implement. And we're finding ways for 30 days in a row to get all eight habits in. And it's been actually really, really beautiful to have these things that I'm working on and make them a part of my afternoon routine when normally my kiddos are like, 
tired and we're grumpy and we just really want dad to be home and we're like, oh my gosh, is it dinner? And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it bedtime? Right. But utilizing that time from like two o'clock to six o'clock at night to just how many of my power habits can I fit into this block of time? And am, am I okay to read my scriptures in front of my kids? Uh, yeah. Am I okay to read my book or watch this nutrition video in front of them? Uh, yeah. And the things they are learning and the memories we are building together. Okay, cool. Like, wow, this is really powerful, right? So it's okay to be flexible with your life, with your routine, with your schedule as you try to implement new habits that serve you in a better way. Okay. Fourth greatest mom advice I can give you is to play. Give yourself permission to play with them, with them, and with them. And also give yourself permission to allow them to play by themselves. I've done episodes about both of these concepts, right? There was one about playing with your kids with Shawnee Heideman. It was in June, beginning of summer. And then there was one just a few weeks ago with Olivia Bardsley about independent play. Play is so important. Play is so important. You need to play with your kids. You need to allow your kids to play with themselves and not just, okay, I'm doing something. Here's an iPad or here's a television show go entertain yourself or go be entertained by the TV. It's okay for them to play. It's okay for them to make messes. It's okay for them to get in Play-Doh and all the learning experiences that happen there. And you don't have to want to play with them, right? Again, there's two whole episodes about this. So this is just me tooting that horn to go listen to those two episodes if you haven't yet. Playing with your children is important. Allowing your children to play by themselves is also very important. So go listen to those episodes because that is some of the greatest mom advice I've ever received ever. Okay. Number five, greatest mom advice I have ever, ever heard is to make time for your kids. Put them on your schedule if you're a calendar person like me. And if you're not a calendar person like me, just making sure that you allow time every day with your kids. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be, we sat down for three hours and I homeschooled every single one of them. And then we baked brownies and delivered them to 17 of our neighbors who are needy. And and then we sewed prom dresses together for a service project, right? Like sometimes I think, When we think of quality time and making time with and for our kids, it has to be these giant things. But really, the other day, one of the most fulfilling parts of my day was when my baby woke up, she came and gave me a hug, and I heard once that when your children hug you, to never be the one who breaks the hug, to let them decide when the hug is over. And so I did. I just let her hug me. And I just kept hugging her back. And you guys, it was like a four minute hug from my 18 month old who was always like going around like crazy. And it was beautiful, right? It was beautiful. And in that moment, I made time for her. I made her the most important thing. Did I put that on my calendar? At eight o'clock, we're going to have a four minute hug. No, 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 I did not. 
but just allowing those little types of things to be enough and to seek for those quality moments in each day. Can I have a quality connection with this person right now? When they asked me to play this game with them, can I say yes right now? When they asked me to snuggle with them for a couple minutes, can I say yes? And is that enough? Is it okay to just sit down and snuggle and watch a movie for five minutes before I go unload the dishwasher or before I go clean up from lunch, right? And just finding those moments to make your kids aware of how important they are to you. And I'm learning more and more and more about that every single day and just really truly making time for them and letting letting the little things be enough, right? But the more we can do that and the more we can make sure we're making time for them, oh, we're just the greatest moms ever when we do that. So, okay, next piece of advice is to eat that frog. There's actually an entire book by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog. And I know that I am a way better mom on the days that I eat my frog first. So what what that means is basically we have things on our to-do lists that are weighing us down. Whether we are conscious of it or not, there are things on our plate mentally that are really, really heavy on us, that we're procrastinating, that we don't want to do, we're afraid of for some reason, or we just, whatever, right? But when we do them early and fast, when we take action on them, our whole life is so much more fulfilling. Our whole day is so much more fulfilling. And I know on the days where I start my day and I eat my frog first, the things that are weighing the heaviest on my heart, when I do those things first or very early on, or I know exactly when it's going to happen in my day. Okay, maybe this morning is really busy. Maybe we have ba 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 But when it's two o'clock, I know I'm going to have time to do that. I know I'm going to have time to eat that frog. Okay, cool. Then I can unload my mental plate and take a breather and know it's going to happen or it's already done, right? And then it doesn't have to take up all this mental space and mental energy and stress and overwhelm. Because I know, one, it either happened or two, it's going to happen. And I know when it's going to happen because I have made a plan for when I'm going to eat that frog, right? So eat your frogs. Make those mental to-do lists a tangible to-do list. Don't just let it sit and stew in your head. Write it down. Do a brain dump. Figure out what it is that's stressing you out and overwhelming you. Put it in priority of, okay, what is actually the most important? What is needs to be done today or this week or right now? And then go do it. Do it. Stop procrastinating. Just five, four, three, two, one. Get it done so that you can then have the mental energy to breathe and be kind and be playful and be present because you're not stressed and overwhelmed, right? Okay. Last piece of advice that is absolutely been so game-changing for me as a mom is to not just be a sponge of learning and soak it all in myself, but to be a sprinkler, right? And to then spread that with anyone and everyone that is in my circle of influence, starting with my children, right? 
Is it a beautiful and wonderful thing to empower other people and other women and do this podcast and whatever, be on social media and have these goals and whatever? Yes, absolutely. But what about my kids? What about my kids, right? There's a quote by David O. McKay that says, no success will ever equate for failure in the home, right? We can be as successful as we want in the outside world, but if our home life is failing, if our marriage is terrible, if our kids are acting out, it doesn't matter how much money we made or how popular or famous or TikTok followers or Instagram, whatever we have. It doesn't matter (laughs) because our kids don't know that we love them, right? So take all the amazing things you're doing, all the amazing things you're learning, and figure out a way to teach those things to your kids too. For example, I think I shared this in my podcast early on about my morning routine, But it took me years. I've been doing a morning routine for over four years now. And it wasn't until about nine months ago that I realized, oh my gosh, I should totally do this with my kids and obviously change it a little bit and make it more child appropriate, but they could totally do a morning routine, right? And so now they do. They do their savers. They do their prayer we listen to their affirmations. We, they do a little exercise. We play count to 100 by Jack Hartman on Alexa, right? They, we read a book together and then they write in their journals. And sometimes that looks like scribbling and coloring if they're, you know, tiny. And sometimes that looks like, okay, let's, you're five now. Let's sound out three words that of things that you're grateful for. And we can practice writing, right? And It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. But it took me a million years to to realize, oh my gosh, this doesn't just apply to me. I can share this with my children and I can give them this gift as well, right? And same thing with those affirmations that I was referencing earlier. I've loved this app and I know I've talked about it before called Think Up. And I recorded my own affirmations. I recorded my own vision for my life, my voice. It puts it to music. It's like totally tear inducing. It's amazing. And I just like two weeks ago had the aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I, I need to have my own kids record their own voices with their affirmations. And how adorable would that even be? Right. And so we did. And before when they were doing that, their affirmations, they would just stand in front of a mirror and say whatever came to their mind that day. I am strong or I am beautiful. Or, but because we recorded them, now there's a lot. There's a lot. There's everything from I am a good listener to Jesus loves me to I am nice to I am creative to I am helpful, right? And they're listening to all of these things every single day now. And using the app that I've been using for over a year But I finally had the realization of like, oh, they could use this too. And it would bless their lives too. Maybe I'm just slow on the uptake. Maybe you guys are going to be way better at this than me. But what are you learning? What is changing your life? Have you started these amazing habits that have been really good? Okay, cool. Then can you do it with them too? Can If you bought yourself a new water bottle and you're loving how you feel because you're drinking more water. Can you buy them a new water bottle and allow them to drink more water? 
If you're loving the way you feel, if you're making healthier eating choices, can you make a little bit for them too and allow them to take part in your healthy eating choices? If you're loving a new fiction book that you're reading, can you make a little bit of time to read it with them and allow this to be a fun bonding experience with your kids? I will never, ever forget. (laughs) There was totally a moment where I was reading the Twilight series and my son was having an asthma episode and we needed to do his breathing treatment. And so to help the time go a little faster, I just read out loud the part that I was in in the Twilight series, right? And we were on book three. And it was the part where Victoria is fighting with Edward and heads get ripped off and whatever. And he was totally, totally in love with this part of the book, right? And the next day was show and tell. And he wanted to bring my book for show and tell (laughs) and tell everyone about the characters and about how Victoria's head got ripped off. And it was adorable. It was hilarious. And his preschool teachers messaged me and was, they were like, oh my gosh, I think that was my favorite, (laughs) my favorite show and tell ever. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Thank you for whatever, sharing that with him. That was, that made our whole day, you know, type of thing. So it really can be the simplest of things. If you love to sew, can you somehow include your kiddos in that and help it be a memorable thing for them? Whatever it is that you're learning, teach them too. And just watch their little brains work or their big brains work, however old they are, and allow them to just have that quality time with you because most of the time that's all they're craving is just beautiful quality time with you especially when it's something that you love and that lights you up, they can feel that. And I, I totally know that about my, my own son and my kids, but my oldest especially, that he could tell that reading and writing and letters and numbers lit me up. So that's what he asked me to do a lot of the time. Hey, mom, do you want to read with me? Hey, mom, do you want to do this word puzzle with me? Because he knew I loved that stuff. Hello, kindergarten teacher, right? And it lit me up. So finding those things that light you up and finding ways to include your kiddos in that and teach them about it too. I think it'll just create beautiful, beautiful experiences for you and them, right? Okay, so just to recap, number one, find what makes you come alive and do more of it. Number two, Don't be a victim. Be a victor, right? Get creative with how you can make things work. Do playdate swaps. Ask your husband for help. Utilize your family. Hire a babysitter. Whatever it is you need to do, okay? But just use your village, right? There's a reason I say that in in the extra of this podcast. Lean on your village. It matters, okay? And you cannot raise your children alone. You cannot. You need help. And you will be a better mother for it when you ask for help. Okay? Be flexible. Especially as you're introducing new habits or doing new things and trying to better your family. Be flexible. Give yourself permission to play and give your kiddos permission to play by themselves. Make sure you're making time for your kiddos and allow yourself to know that even the littlest things count and they matter. And eat that frog. Stop procrastinating. Just do it. Figure out what's stressing you out. Figure out what's making you overwhelmed. 
lay it all out there, make a list, what's the most important, and then do it. And then whatever you're learning, teach them to let them be a part of it. Okay. I love you like a lot. I wouldn't be recording this and sharing these things with you if I didn't love you, if I didn't believe in you. So I love you. I believe in you. You are an amazing mother. You really are. So remind yourself of that. Say it out loud right now. I am an amazing mother because I love my kids. I love you. I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace. Thank you.